to the Get Wiser podcast series created for you by the Women in Subsea Engineering Professional Network. WISE is an initiative of Subsea Energy Australia. The WISE Network provides training, mentoring and support to women working in STEM professions. The network is also working towards achieving gender parity within the subsea industry. For more information on WISE or to get involved, visit the Subsea Energy Australia website at www.subseaenergy.org.au WISE or search for the WISE group on LinkedIn. Today's podcast is presented by Liz McCoy. Founder and Director of I Want Enterprises, Liz has a lifetime of experience in the leadership space. As part of an international executive team in the healthcare industry, she has led over 300 personnel in six countries. To say the least, Liz knows a thing or two about building exceptional leaders and outstanding workplace culture. Liz is determined to share this knowledge with the people who truly believe in their own purpose and the ability to influence the future of the planet in a positive way. This podcast was recorded during a Get Wiser Lunch and Learn workshop. In this workshop, we explore, unpack and integrate some key strategies to successfully navigating the boys club in the workplace. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me to come here today. Um, It really is a, a great pleasure for me to come and actually chat to you guys and spend some time with you guys. Um... Really, and I was just saying to Sarah, it it really is about serving you and how I can best help you um, with some of the knowledge that I've gained along, um, you know, my X number of years of of doing what I've been doing. Um, And I trust that it's a really, really valuable way for you guys to spend your time as well. Um, A little bit of my background, um, as Sarah said, I'm an emergency nurse. I still actually am an emergency nurse. I work at the Fiona Stanley Emergency Department on a Sunday morning um, and I run my company during the week. Um, My most recent role was based in the Netherlands and I was the International Director of Quality Assurance for an IT company that developed healthcare software, highly, highly male-dominated industry, and I was the only female in the boardroom over there and there were 13 of us and I was the token Aussie female sitting in the boardroom with a whole lot of Dutch and German men and I can assure you, yeah, that that is no mean feat. So all of the things that I learned, all the things that I did seriously wrong... um, you know, really gave me a great passion for helping women that that find themselves in that position and hence the talk that we're going to do today, um, you know, about playing with the boys or playing alongside the boys club. And we all know, I think, yes, how big the boys club here is in Perth. Yeah, yeah. Um, So just to check in with the room, you're you're all working in that male-dominated environment. You all, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. So you're all going to be able to relate to a lot of this today. Um, I have a couple of teenagers at home 
um, teenage girl and a teenage boy. My teenage daughter uh, has a lot of her friends around. And, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, we can all remember being teenage girls where we'd get together with our mates and we'd, you know, solve the problems of the world. And, and to be honest, you as women, we still do that, right? We get together with our girlfriends and, you know, we explore things and unpack things and we solve everyone's problems over lunch or dinner. Everyone relate to that? Yeah. So this session is very much a conversation like that. I'm not going to stand up the front and think that I'm the smartest person in the room and I'm not going to stand here and lecture you guys because you're not going to learn that way. You know, you will only retain a minimal uh, amount of what I say if I do that. So this, what, I, what I'd love for this to be today, if everyone's okay with that, is actually a conversation, but a conversation about a topic that's actually going to be beneficial to you guys to seeing your work places differently. Does that sound okay? Sound like something that might be valuable? Yeah. A, a great mentor of mine actually says you're either green and growing or you're ripe and rotting. And, and for me, yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> Gro growth is an enormous part of my journey. So I choose to be green and growing all the time. I choose not to be ripe and rotting. By virtue of the fact that you guys are here and you're supporting each other, I'm just going to make a huge assumption that you guys are into being green and growing too. Is that okay? Yeah, awesome. So what we're actually going to talk about today and, and have this conversation is actually about maths. And it's kind of saying, about maths, you know, I came to, to talk about playing with the boys. But um, I have a healthcare background, so, you know, I have that... Um, you know, emergency nursing background. So a lot of what I do is about applied neuroscience. So I'm a bit of a, a bit of a nerd in, you know, studying the way your brain works and the way we create thinking patterns. And thinking patterns are actually mathematical patterns. So what I want to talk to you today about is one of those patterns, okay? And you will be able to see it in the world around you, but what, what you kind of is good to understand is that your brain actually does work on patterns. You know, we learn things when we're children, we create neuro pathways around it, your thinking pathways are actual physical pathways in your brain. If you look under MRI technology, you'll see little clusters of this and little clusters of that. And the way you think then determines the way you behave. Yeah, that, that, that's actually the way our brains work. So I want to talk to you about one of those thinking patterns today. Yeah. Um, Deepak Chopra says, and, and I've written down this quote because it's a pretty cool quote, awareness is all about restoring your freedom to choose what you want instead of what your past determines that you'll do. So what, what this is about today here is creating a new awareness for you of a pattern so you can go back to your workplaces with the choice to respond in a different way. And this is about personal responsibility and this is how we grow. We take responsibility for our growth. Um, I choose to create awareness around this pattern and I choose to see the world differently. Um, I, I don't know who says this, but I freaking love it. So if anyone knows, you can tell me. Life is an echo, you know. The, the external is always a reflection of the internal. Yeah, whatever you see in the world around you, you only know because it's internally within you. So by creating awareness, you're changing the external because you've actually changed the internal. Yeah? I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, and it's something we were just chatting about, um, you know, before we started. 
My um, ex-husband, God bless him, <laughs> he's an ex for a reason, but I have a very good relationship with him. Um, we used to have family dinners, and I have quite a big family. I've got four brothers and sisters, and we've all got three or four kids each. So our family dinners would actually look something like this, you know, a lot of people around the table. And we'd have dinner, and he would diligently get up and he'd pack the dishwasher because he was anal about how it was packed, you know, to maximum efficiency and capacity in the dishwasher, <laughs> which was great. But after he'd done that, he'd take himself off to the computer room and he'd play computer games. And I'd be sitting there with my family, and we're all da-da-da-da-da, and the dishes would be done and that was fine and coffee and be served but I'd, I'd get really annoyed that he wasn't participating and he wasn't joining in and it wasn't until I actually had an awareness about this introversion extroversion that we were just talking about that I fully understood that he's highly introverted and the time spent with a lot of people around the dinner table, there are lots of nods already, the time spent with people around the dinner table was very draining for him and he needed to remove himself from the situation to physically recharge his energy. And when I had that awareness, as Deepak Chopra says to us, you know, um, that restored my freedom to choose the way I wanted things to be. And, and, and having that awareness, I had a great sympathy and compassion for, thanks for joining us for dinner, and I get that you need to go off and, um, you know, recharge your batteries, so to speak. Make sense? Yeah? yeah? People relate to that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we're actually going to talk about today... And one thing to be aware of, in, in actual fact, when I'm talking about mass and I'm talking about patterns, and you guys are probably familiar with this anyway, is that 80 to 90% of our behaviours and our thinking is actually subconscious. Yeah? And our brains do that for efficiency purposes. So we learn how to do something and then we tuck it away into our subconscious and we don't need to consciously think about it or process it or analyse it. We do it subconsciously. And you guys know that, you know, you drive the car subconsciously, you know, you often walk around the supermarket and I know where that is and know where that is. So 80 to 90% of what we're doing is tucked away in our subconscious. The purpose of this conversation is to bring stuff back into your conscious, reprocess it, reprogram it, and then tuck it back into your subconscious again so you can go about efficient, efficiently again. Yeah? So what we're actually talking about then is one of my favourite topics, and this is really cool, um, is masculine and feminine energy. Has anyone heard of that? Anyone familiar with it? No. Yeah, what, a little bit? Yeah, masculine, feminine energy. Awesome, that's cool. All right, so this is going to be fresh for us all. Before I get started on this, though, what I'd love to hear from you guys, and this is where this is our girly conversation because one person doesn't stand up the front, you know, when we have our girlfriend dinners and talk, is what are some of the challenges that you guys are actually experiencing in your workplaces in terms of them being, you know, heavily masculine orientated in terms of gender. What are some of those challenges? Who wants to share first? Yeah, go. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm the only female engineer in my company yeah. in Perth. Yeah. Um, and so there was this instance that really sort of um, shook me a little bit. Mm. Um, so one of the project managers, he came and asked me a question. And so do, what do you think about this? And I gave him my answer, yeah, that's mm. what I think. Mm. And he's like, hmm. And he asked the guy sitting next to me, and he said exactly the same thing. And he goes, oh, and he walks away. And yeah. I said, uh, but excuse me, I just told you exactly the same thing. Yeah. And he goes, oh, but he sounded more confident. Wow. So um, I think it's just because they've got a more, um, I guess, masculine voice. Yep. And I had it in my feminine voice, and it really shook me because mm. it was the same mm. information. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I haven't come across this though that um, um, when women communicate, they tend to put things in terms like they're looking for consensus. So I think, or I believe, or what I've noticed is blah blah blah. And men in general, and obviously in generalisation, tend to present it as a fact. Mm. Not something I think, but this is how it is. Mm. So maybe, yeah, like you say, a different person with a lighter voice, but also maybe just a turn of phrase. Beautiful. That makes them sound like, oh, this is just obvious. Yeah. And you sound like, oh, I'm putting forward my point of view. What are you guys saying? Great observation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. You guys are going to be stars at this. What else? What What are some of the other challenges that you're experiencing? That was a fabulous one. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, I guess when I've been offshore before, mm. I don't feel like because a lot of times either one or two other girls or none, mm. and like <laughs> especially like a long stint out there, I can't yeah. find like I know I can't find like the boys can unwind, whereas I feel like. Mm. I don't have any chance to unwind at all in that two weeks. When I come back, I'm just like so wound up and I kind of just need mm. to go and sit in a room with girls. Or I don't know, just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I feel like yeah. I don't, it's like two weeks where I'm just on edge the whole time. Yeah. I just, yeah. just don't have that opportunity at all. Whereas a guy can go and like, you kind of, you can't be, like you can be your mates with them out there, but you're not. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah. Like, can other people relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. I used to send the whole rest of the boat in yeah. Onslow to the pub, yeah. but not go. Yeah. And not that I wouldn't have been welcome, mm. but it'd be so awkward. Mm. Yeah. And you tell that they weren't relaxed because they're like, oh, mm. oh yeah. I'm down here and they're skimpies, but there's a chick here that I work with. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I just, I would say, you know what? Yeah. You guys have fun. And yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah, awesome. What else? What else are you guys experiencing in the workplace? What are the challenges? Trying to uh, raise with people when they are doing something that's an unconscious bias. Yep. Trying to figure out the most tactful way to raise it to make them aware instead of kind of do the finger pointing and mm. telling them off. Or that, mm. that I find pretty challenging. Yeah. Where you, because a lot of the times I don't think a lot of guys want to be doing what they're doing, but mm. they're just not aware. Yeah. Like I know I do it with my partner all the time. Yeah. And he kind of goes, oh, shit, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, doing that in the workplace, I found help, but I find it really tough to figure out the balance of how to raise yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's an interesting discussion, actually, because it really comes back to some of your values in the workplace, what your agreed values set are, what your agreed standards of behaviour are around. And if you don't have those, you almost don't have that foundation to call each other out if they're behaving badly. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a great stabiliser to actually have good sense of values, good sense of uh, standards and, and expected behaviours in your workplace that help you out with that one. Just also awesome. I think it's probably the root cause being unconscious bias, but I don't know if anyone else has, when you have conversations with your, say your skillful manager about your development and what you're going to do next and you talk about relocation, um, I typically get, you have a partner, don't you? And yes, I do, but mm. he has already moved twice for me, so mm. it's not a problem for mm. him again. Mm. But 
that's yeah, I find that that happens, and I don't know if the same happens to my male colleagues. Yeah. 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 It's not like I'm, I have kids in or anything mm. as well. So mm. yeah. Yeah. I just find it a, a funny question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's hard because yeah, you don't want to put anyone offside at the same time. Like if if you yeah. just let it float, well then it's just floating. Yeah. yeah. We we hired a junior a while back, and the first thing someone said was, "Oh, we're thinking we might hire a junior because this particular person is getting." too experienced and, mm. and he needs a, a sidekick. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I agree, you know, it's time for that person to train up the next person. Mm. And then a lot of the discussion became around, let's call him John, oh, we need like a new mini John. Mm. And I'm like, wow, so we've already started, he's a white guy, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was quick, but you know, and it, and it was like, how do you kind of gently say, hey, don't get too set that what you need is just a five-year yeah. replica yeah. of this same person yeah. with all of their attributes. Mm. Like, yes, their engineering skill set, mm. they might look different to this. Yeah. I don't know if I wasn't yeah. sure how to yeah. wedge that in yeah. without yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and upsetting people that I yeah. really like yeah. who you know, maybe have, just haven't thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that call to bring diversity to the table, isn't it? And if you're getting another mini John, there's hardly <laughs> limited diversity going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a fabulous discussion that you raise, though, about that unconscious bias, because all of us do it. We, we actually all do. It's the way it's the way our brains work efficiently. Um, you know that we automatically make assumptions about things because that has been our experience of the past and this is where it comes back to having that awareness and being really really in the forefront of your mind that you have a conscious choice I will choose with volition to put this aside as much as I can and if and if your workplaces don't know it it's just not at the forefront of their thinking so if we want that to change this is where we have a voice this is where we can subtly and gently actually bring those things to the table yeah. But let me, give you, let me give you a little bit about um, masculine and feminine energy. And what I'm talking about when I talk about masculine and feminine energy, I'm not actually talking about gender. Okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about men and I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about what your natural energy and what your natural thinking patterns actually are. Okay, I have a high natural thinking in a masculine energy and I would dare to say that most of us in the room are actually very, very similar in that regard because it's the masculine energy that gets us where we've gotten in the workplaces today. Okay, um, so I'm going to write some of this stuff on the board um, and, and we're going to have a discussion around this and, you know, where you see yourselves across this spectrum. There are lots and lots of spectrums. This is one of them. Introversion, extroversion is a spectrum. Um, you know, having an I orientation versus a we orientation is a spectrum. This is another one of these spectrums in, in masculine, feminine. Okay, and then we can have a chat about where you see yourselves and how you see um, this playing out actually in your workplaces. So I think someone said, um, I think you said a little bit earlier, males or the masculine energy is very much an eye orientation and women tend to be more collaborative. Inclusive, yeah. So um, men, a masculine energy is individual and feminine energy is inclusive. 
And there are lots and lots of these, and I won't go through all of them because we'd be here for absolutely ever and you guys would never get out on time. But I want to give you some of them that will give you an awareness of why you're seeing some of what you're seeing in the workplace and how you might work to actually bring a little bit more of the feminine energy to your workplaces and also to yourselves and to your own home lives. When I was working in the Netherlands, um, I was very, very, very high in masculine energy. And my boss sat me down at a performance review one day and told me that I was a robot. And I was like, what do you mean I'm a robot, you know? I was so task-orientated. I was so individualistic. I was so goal-orientated. I was really, really out of balance in this place. And what we see in the workplace today is, is a workplace that's out of balance in a masculine energy. So for us to try to bring more of this is what's going to bring our workplaces back to the balance. Because either end of the spectrum is actually unhealthy or unresourceful. And what we ideally want is we want to have the behavioural flexibility with volition and with conscious choice to actually play across the middle of that spectrum for each of us, yeah? And the more awareness you have over that, the more choice you have over it to not repeat just what's going on in your head but to actually change that repeat pattern and change the tune. So... Um, Masculine energy is very competitive. Yes. <laughs> very competitive. And feminine energy is very collaborative. Do you see that playing out in your workplaces? Even yeah. with initiatives, like so improvement initiatives, like getting people to get on the CI continuous improvement bandwagon, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All of those things are centred around like competitions, like mm -hmm. Olympics or sports or yeah, that sort of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And they do yeah. that with a lot of like rollouts. Right. They're centred around a um, a competitive yeah. type yeah. analogy like a sport. Yeah. 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 What, what would be the opposite to that? If you were still trying to bring that innovation and that thinking innovation, but you didn't want to make it competitive, but brought the feminine aspect, what would be something that you could introduce to your workplace that would bring that? Making a note about a team, yeah. like competition yeah. teams rather than individuals. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Or not, um, I guess maybe having sort of, if they were to balance it a bit more, mm. um, have, I think, like, say, extra points for larger involvement or, like, those sort of things. Yeah. So you've got that balance more. Yeah. Or, yeah. Know, working as, like, a, instead of a, everyone individually competing or even a team competing, more of, like, a whole company, like, working towards a goal or something like that. Mm. more the collaborative state that gets started. Yeah. 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 yeah, single purpose. Do you find yourselves, if you're to put yourselves on a spectrum here, do you find yourselves falling to either side of that spectrum personally? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which side are you falling to? Way too competitive. Way too competitive. <laughs> no, I'm way um, on the other side. You're I'm on this side? Yeah. Father, son? Conflict diverse. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm situation dependent. Yeah. 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 Choice, volition. Yeah, Choice with volition. That I know it yeah. will be on this side. There's something I don't know, I'm more prone to be on this side. Yeah, okay. I think it's probably the other 
Okay, so it's about your level of familiarity with it that, that, that's seeing you tip either side of those scales. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, certainly, um, are you guys familiar with DISC? Have you ever done DISC in your workplace or CLICK or any of those things, those colour things? A couple of you? No, not so many, yeah. Um, the, the D and the C tend to be the more competitive side of things in a DISC profile if you're actually familiar with them, which engineers, as a gen I'm totally generalising, tend to fall into those categories um, because you're detail orientated and analytical by trade, you know, by your natural thinking style. Yeah. Um, individual collective. Um, masculine energy is very much results orientated, if I can spell. And feminine energy is process orientated. Yeah. And workplaces, you know, tend to, and it falls in line with the competitiveness that you tend to be results orientated in what you're trying to achieve. That's why you're there in the workplace to begin with but less focus on process and the journey that goes along with it. Feminine energy is very much interested in the journey as opposed to the destination. Masculine energy tends to be focused on the destination. It doesn't matter what happens along the way or who gets lost along the way as long as the destination is still reached. Yeah? You see that playing out in your workplace? Yep. <laughs> in a good way, in a bad way? Yeah. Sometimes it gets rid of some of the dead wood that yep. <coughs> just doesn't do anything, yeah. kind of knocks it out of the way. But yeah. In other ways, it's not allowing everyone to kind of go at their pace. Yeah. And yeah. shortcutting yep. as well. And what's that one? Shortcutting. Shortcutting. Yeah. yeah. To get results. Yeah. 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 Fast tracking. Um, masculine energy tends to be a fast paced. Female, feminine energy is a slower pace. So it all fits, doesn't it, with what you're seeing. This individualism, this competitiveness, results orientation, fast pace in your workplace, which is the polar opposite to that inclusive, collaborative, process orientated and slowing down a little bit. Yeah? And by virtue of the fact that you have more men, you will generally see that higher masculine energies in your workplaces. In workplaces that are dominated by women, you would tend to see, <laughs> you would tend to see it down here. So nursing dominated by women um, as a generalisation. Um, teaching tends to be dominated by women, tend to be much slower environments, more inclusive environments. Again though, they have some of the, some of the opposite going on. They tend not to get things done or they tend to you know, talk too much or be overly bureaucratical or overly inclusive and not get the results. Hence why um, this place for us to be playing in with volition, with choice, um, is the place to actually sustain us. Yeah, making sense? Um, masculine energy is, and um, I think this is the one that you touched on earlier, um, masculine energy is very assertive. Yeah? And feminine energy is much more accommodating. Can you see how taking on some of the masculine energy traits, though, in your workplace actually may be beneficial to you sometimes? Yeah? Because they, they are competitive and they're not in the room with us here today. So we can't expect them to be having the level of awareness that you're having. 
You can't expect to go back and say you can't be so competitive. It's about the way we adapt to our workplaces because the men aren't here. We're not going to change them. We're not going to change anyone that's in the room. The only people that we can change are ourselves for the betterment of our workplaces. And we can do that. Everyone believe they can do that? Make a difference in their workplaces. You guys are the ones that are there, right? Don't you think that maybe the way to make the difference is to try to bring out some of their femininity? Absolutely. Yeah, great suggestion. But part of that can be being more assertive and sort of, like you were saying earlier about feeling uncomfortable with the fact that they were talking about our mini John mm. and then not wanting to say anything because you might make other people uncomfortable. But they're, what they were saying was making you uncomfortable. So maybe you shouldn't be so afraid about making them feel a little bit uncomfortable and be like, well, maybe it's a mini Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Or, or a mini Jose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think it's something I've gotten to know, though, is that I'm conflict averse. Mm -hmm. And so I need to choose when I'm going to have a conflict and go, no, this is a necessary conflict. Okay. <laughs> Off we go. Go and have it. <laughs> you know? And if you're functioning in a highly competitive environment, then I can imagine that things would be perceived as a conflict if you're not yeah, in that environment. Yeah. I, I love what you're suggesting, though, because it is really about is that the men aren't in the room. You know, they're, they're not the ones that are going to sit here and say, you know, we've got a problem with what's going on. If, if we want to be different, we're the ones that need to make it different as well. But um, those types of conversations, and this is, um, you know, Sarah, what I said earlier, if you, have, if you have a value set in your workplace, it's very, very difficult to be competitive or debate over a values-based conversation. So if your workplace is about inclusivity and diversity, then you would frame your conversation, not conflict, around, hey guys, I'm just thinking that, um, you know, one of our workplace values is about inclusivity and diversity. I wonder if we could consider this one and pop this on the table for a little while and just see what they say because they're not going to come back and debate, that's not our value, no, that's not going to make any sense. You brought your value to the table and then it becomes a values-based conversation about standards, about behaviours and you can bring stuff to the table in a much, much more influential way. Not competitive, it, this is about being collaborative, it's about bringing more of the feminine in a clever way to the table. Yeah. So I, I love what you're saying. It is about how we can be influential enough as some of the only women in the workplace to actually bring more of the feminine to the workplace because they're out of balance in the masculine. And the only way we're going to get the balance is if we bring it. We can't expect them to bring it. Yeah. So, so how would you do that? What, what are some ideas that you could come up with about... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, when I first started working and managing through uni, yeah. I felt like I was trying to like be one of the guys. Yeah. And yeah. Since, since I got a bit more confident in my career, I'm just yeah. being myself mm. and I found it just works a lot better. Yeah. And I think that they're, they treat 
me in a more feminine way, and yeah. in turn they treat probably the people around them in a more yeah. feminine way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting what you say. Thank you for sharing that about, um, you know, trying to be one of the guys. Um, <coughs> neurologically in our brains, women have a higher number of mirror neurons where we actually will mirror each other and we do that to build rapport and to build collaboration and to be accommodating and inclusive. It's, it's the way our brains actually work. So if we're surrounded by a lot of men, we will tend to mirror that more masculine behaviour. So it's something to be really, really aware of, and, and I love that. It's just, no, I decided just to be myself, um, and that is obviously, hello, <laughs> when is that not going to work out better for you, right? Just being yourself, yeah. One of the ways if you find yourself more on this side to bring a little bit of balance back here um, is through training your brain and training your brain to actually slow down. Um, slow down in your thinking will tend to bring more of that feminine energy back to balance and there are different ways that you can do that and I'm happy to share those with you later on if it's something that interests you. I know that's highly, highly successful for a lot of clients that I work with um, and because I do leadership coaching, leadership is very natural in this space um, and for a lot of my clients they do need to bring that balance back. I know that to be true for myself as well. well. What about from the rest of the table? Other ideas about how you could bring more of that feminine to the workplace so we can help you? <laughs> I think sometimes you can just do things like without really realising. Mm. Like, I don't know whether it's just you're in a meeting and you're, I don't know, something you said to me yesterday because I always highlight like, my tasks yep. that I do and all well, my stuff was in pink yesterday. <laughs> Even like that, I realised that there was a few comments to that. Yeah. Without even like realising, yeah. and it's just because I like colour and I'm going to use it. Mm. Like that, that's what worked for me. Yeah. But it's funny that you actually got like quite in deep for that. Mm. And because you actually said something, it's like something about the pink or something, which is a little bit insulting. Mm. Oh, I wasn't referring to you. Yeah. And it was like, oh right, and then realised. Like, like pointed to my book. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know. It's kind of like funny because they. Yeah. 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 And being comfortable with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. With with Lee Wan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I interviewed Lisa Scafidi, um, you know, our Lord Mayor, um, for a podcast that I run. And she's often at a board table with all of men. And I said to her, you know, how do you stand out? How do you retain your femininity when you're in that workplace? And she said exactly the same thing. I always wear a coloured blazer. And, and if you ever look at her in any of her social media stuff, she's, she's got the yellows and she's got the pinks and she's got the baby blue blazers all, on all the time. She said she never wears the standard greys and, and, and blacks, you know. So she does deliberately, with volition and with choice, go to stand out as the only female in those places. Yeah. If you guys aren't there, there's going to be, there's going to be no one there. You're the only female in your workplace at the Sorry, moment. Because I like pink too, yep. but I'm very conscious about not using <laughs> mm. because oh, I don't use it for like I don't want to be stereotyped or anything yeah. and uh, it shouldn't be that way but I'm mm. very conscious about not using anything pink and blue in my desk because it's very blank yeah. So, yeah.
interesting. Yeah. It, it's a fabulous one because, because like, like you've pointed out, is that, no, you decided to be yourself. If you're not going to be yourself, who's going who's gonna to be you? You know, if you're not going to stand up for the, for the feminine aspects in your workplace, then who's going to stand up for it? And they'll become overly dominated with masculine. And, and it won't be a happy place. No, no place that is, that is in this extreme or this extreme is a happy place. For every single one of us on the planet, we actually do need to find that balance, you know, and, and be able to dance between the two. I can be masculine if I want to. I can be very, very task orientated, or I can be in this space where I'm much softer and gentler and quieter and calmer and very collaborative in my approach. But this is my choice. I play here or I play here, yeah, and it's balancing between the two, yeah. What, what other ways, what other ways can you think that we can bring more of the feminine? Because I love what you said, it is about how we can bring more of this to the workplace. Um, yeah. One thing recently, we had a, sort of a, a pretty big project that was very, very busy and there's a bunch of deadlines and timelines and so we were getting like emails and messages like this is due and that's due, yeah. you know, putting data back and forth and mm. all that sort of, so it was great. And I was starting to get a bit just mentally overwhelmed mm. because we weren't having um, like this, like we weren't all sitting mm. down as humans to yeah. think about what we were doing. Yeah. But there wasn't like a weekly meeting and I didn't want to waste everyone's time. Mm. And then eventually I got to that point like, no, I really need us to just catch up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So made everyone come, which felt really awkward to yeah. like email your own project manager with a like invite to, <laughs> to a, like a meeting of his project team. Like, and I framed it as, oh, you guys just got back from overseas, so mm. you have had a debrief. Yeah. Which is a way of getting the senior guys there without mm. seeming too bossy. Mm. Um, and made everyone come, and I wrote an agenda. <laughs> and then everyone went, oh, this is so good, and I didn't know that was happening, and that was really important, because yeah. that changes my work. And so yeah, I started doing them every two weeks. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. But it was really funny that because yeah. it was so awkward mm. to like make eight guys come and I'm only working three days a week. Yeah. I'm full time on the project. Yeah. Um but they were surprisingly appreciative. Yeah. But it did actually help them. Because yeah. um, a lot of them are more comfortable with just I just send me a message. Yeah. And because I'm coding and I'll just send a message and I'll yep. you know. Yeah. But they actually needed to be in the room. Absolutely. Good on you for doing that. Yeah. yeah. They're task orientated. The masculine energy is results and it's task orientated, where that that is about process. When, when I was in the Netherlands, um, beetroots grow really easily in the Netherlands. Must be the cold <laughs> weather, right? And um, my kids used to run this, um, at, at their school, they would grow um, vegetables as one of their projects and they grew beetroots and my kids hated beetroots. But what, what I'd do is I'd say, no, you bring the beetroots home for mum and I'll give you a dollar for every beetroot that you bring home. So my son caught on to that really, really quickly and bought all of his friends' beetroots as well. He said, I'll give you 50 cents or, you know, 50 euros for every beetroot and then I'd pay him the dollar. So I used to get all these beetroots, right? But I got this fabulous recipe. I, I kid you not, it's so good if you haven't tried it, for a chocolate beetroot cake. Oh, so good, right? But what I would do, and I was the boss at work, I would make a chocolate beetroot cake for the team and I would just go out at, you know, around morning tea time and say, guys, you know, I've got a, 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 a cake here for us all, you know, bring some cream in. And we just stand around and it's totally unorganised, 
you know, just, just off the cuff bringing people together. But it really is about being inclusive and being collaborative and being slow, slowing down as well. So not a bit stereotypical, you know, women bringing in the cake and whatever it is, but hey, you know, I had the beetroots. And um, it was me with volition choosing to be influential in my workplace and bringing that feminine energy to my workplace. I could have done a whole lot better, I <laughs> kid you not. But that's a really, really good way to do something as well, you know. So I love that, yeah, bringing people together. Yeah, got results. Ooh. Awesome. Um, one of, the other, one of the other masculine energy traits is about speaking. The masculine loves to speak and the feminine loves to listen. <laughs> you seeing that in your workplaces? Yeah. Generally, the masculine likes to speak and the feminine likes to listen. So even introducing some stuff in your workplace, and, and again, it can be about values and it can be around um, expected behaviours and standards. You know, what are our standards of listening to each other? And just having a conversation around those to encourage good listening in your workplaces. Yeah. This might be slightly off topic. Go for it. Let's go off topic. Do you have any tips of how to shut someone up? Because I've got a few guys yeah. who just... Are over here. <laughs> Yeah. Say anything new, but yeah. No one will shut them up. I don't know why the other men seem to just let it go on. Yeah. And I, I'm sick of it. Mm. <laughs> it's just wasting You're part of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder if the person has any of awareness that they're doing it, because you know. I mean, we all know people that take up too much space in a room, right? Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes they don't even know. So, so even if you were to gently bring it to someone's awareness in a really polite way and, you know, just say, hey, I'm wondering if you realise that you actually, you know, dominate that, those meetings by about 40%. You're doing 40% of the speaking. And I wondered if you had considered maybe giving everybody else a chance and just shut up and just see what they say. You know, you don't have to say anything else other than, you know, I'm bringing something to your awareness. You, you choose to do something with it or not. Yeah, and it's the same as this. It's Deepak Chopra. What I say, I wrote down the quote so I didn't forget it. Um, Awareness is all about restoring your freedom to choose what you want instead of what your past imposes on you. And it's the same with this. You know, I've brought something to your awareness today. It's up to you guys what you do with it. You know, how do you impact your workplaces? How do you make them better workplaces? I know for one, has anyone got daughters? Daughters here? Yeah, we don't, we don't want our daughters <laughs> to inherit the problems that we're having. You know, it's like, um, does anyone watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. 
you know. Daenerys. No spoilers, no spoilers. This was last season, but, you know, Danny stands up there and says, I want to leave the world a better place. And I think to a large degree, you know, you're the only women in your workplaces. If you don't change it, if you don't make it better, our daughters will inherit the same problem. It's the same as the gender pay gap, you know. I don't want my daughter to have to fight for equal pay. It's something that, that we should be changing. You know, we're empowered to do it now. Um, so it's about awareness. What do you choose to actually do with this information? and go and make your workplaces better places to work. Well, what I found a few times has been worked for people who um, keep going, without <laughs> 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 literally telling them in their face that you're actually occupied 20% of the time, is to, um, even if you're not sharing anything, you're a participant at the end of the day, so you're going in there with a purpose. Mm. So, the, so if they start going on about something, mm. you follow it up with questions to try and drill down to what is the point of this conversation. <laughs> and then they will quickly realise I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they will stop. Um, it, don't, it doesn't always work, yeah. depending on how, how limited the topic is, but it has worked. It's a good. That's a good. Good strategy. Yeah. yeah. But but it's even if you down, yeah. you keep asking questions. Don't realize. <laughs> really I better shut up. So how does this come back to the yeah, old song? Keep asking all that, and then they'll realize. The girls are playing the way. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and the even other the. One I was gonna, oh, sorry. No, no. Go. Go. Um, yeah. The other one I was going to mention was, if someone's running on, and you notice that person in the room, who said nothing. Sometimes, I, I undermine the person running on. Indirectly by saying, "Hey, Naomi, we haven't heard from you." Yeah. To kind of throw the ball yeah. over yeah. to the to because when yeah. they're running on and taking their four yeah. percent, yeah. there's yeah. another person who's now got zero percent. Yeah. And and because I've obviously got four percent, <laughs> 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 you just kick it sideways rather than confronting the. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. There you go, got three different strategies. And if one doesn't work, try the next one. If that exactly. Keep keep on trying, you know. If you if you want to make your workplace a better better place, try stuff on. You know, just just try it out. Have the courage to actually try it out. And if you don't, you just don't get to whinge about it. You know, you don't get to complain about it. Not that I'm suggesting that you do, but if you want it to be different, try to make it different, you know, with awareness, with volition, with choice, with greater personal growth, growth in yourselves, you know. You will walk out of here and you will see the world different because internally something will have changed in you. So you will start to see different things around you. You will understand things differently and you can pass that on and make your workplaces better places to work. Yeah, I'm going to wrap up because you've got eight minutes to get back. But is there any questions, any burning questions, anything anyone wants to share before we close? One of the um, one of the things that helped me become more accepting of the feminine traits mm. that I have, although I, I am quite a bit on the masculine as well mm. for some of them. Mm. But when I was completely outside my comfort zone, I was definitely different. When I lived in the States, mm. the Australian accent and a female offshore. But then I could stop seeing what I was doing as being female. And I kind of just started seeing it as, well, I'm different than you guys. Like, I'm growing in a different country. Mm. That actually helped me a lot with going, no longer male, female. What I do is different. Yeah. 
And it, it was easier with the conversations. I didn't yeah. feel like conflict there. I felt like, oh, why do that if I'm different? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, which I, I, I don't know, I got a lot of value from that. Yeah. We're all very, very different in the room. We should all value our own uniqueness, our own unique identity that we all bring to the table because we're all totally different, right? And that's fabulous. That's very collaborative and inclusive, though, you know, that we love inclusivity and diversity. And women tend to because it's, it's more of the feminine energy. But it, it's great. You reframed it that, you know, you're very comfortable with who you are. Same as what you've done, this is who I am and yeah, awesome. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and learned a little something new. This audio recording is a copyright of the Women in Subsea Engineering Network. This podcast has been funded by the Women in STEM grant received from the Department of Industry, Innovation and Science of the Australian Government. Thank you. Yeah.